nobody cares about. You get pulled down, suspended tomorrow. Nobody cares, nobody knows. Your business is gone. You don't have the customer information. You have to build the diversity. The main thing that you're working with here and with these campaigns is you're like building a brand of partners uh, inside the Amazon. And if you use like the DSP outside of the, of the Amazon. It's more like a big family reunion, right? Because you see these people you would never otherwise see. Welcome to Dr. Amazon Podcast, the emergency support channel for FBA private label sellers. We invite top Amazon experts to share the most efficient tips and tricks for your businesses. My name is Vitaly Hizniak and I am the CGO of Profit Wales. And let's get started. If you think that PPC is only one way to promote your Amazon business, that is not true. How to work with your audience, how to build community and all that about trust. And yes, today we will speak about the PR and all life hacks that you could do now. Shane Oglow, as a co-owner of the PR Reach, will help us with that. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Amazon podcast. Today we are talking about PR in e-commerce sphere. I know that you have heard a lot of things, tips and tricks about that, but today we have an amazing guest and a big professional in this topic, Shane Oglo, as a co-founder of PR Reach and PR and digital marketing media company. So Shane, nice to meet you. How are you doing today? Very good, thank you. I'll apologize in advance in case I had a cold last week, a bit of a cold, I got a little lingering cough, so I'll try and mute. So if I if every now and then I mute for a second, that's why. Uh, otherwise, I am just fantastic, yeah. Okay, perfect. We will mention that. And uh, I would be glad to know more about you personally, because the PR and marketing and e-commerce right now became like one of the main things have to move forward. But how did you get a chance to go into the e-commerce? First of all, yeah. How did you start your journey in this way? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I was one of those people who jumped on the bandwagon in the 90s, like when, you know, personal computers became the norm and the internet happened. And a lot of people did. A lot of people jumped on that. And I was kind of off doing other things. It wasn't until I, I finished up a career as I was a professional trader for many years. I traded equities and options. And uh, when that petered off, I wasn't what I was doing wasn't working so well anymore. I was looking for other things. I saw some people talking about the Amazon opportunity in particular, you know, the private label opportunity. And that was, you know, 2000 and, you know, 12, 13, 14, around there. And that's what I sort of consider the first wave. Yes, I know there's people who were doing it prior to that, <clears throat> but that was sort of the first wave of these big, you know, this big opportunity. And Amazon was exploding in this whole private label business. So I got on board then. Um, in, in that sort of early wave. And, and when you're involved in that early time, there, there's nothing on, there's no YouTube videos. There, there was no information. I mean, if you found someone who was selling for six months already, it was like, oh my gosh, you clung on to them like, like an octopus because you're just pumping them for information because there's just nothing, right? But of course, now there's gurus everywhere and, and just, just so much information and disinformation too. But, but um, <clears throat> the other interesting thing about uh, uh, starting back then is you kind of know, I don't say I know everyone, of course I don't know everyone, but I know a lot of people in the industry and it's kind of fun is you kind of grow and expand. You know, some of those people aren't really doing Amazon stuff anymore. They've gone on to other things or they do uh, peripheral type businesses, which is what I do. Yes, I do have some Amazon involvement, 
but I'm, I'm more involved in supporting the e-com Amazon community on the outside and people do it through services or coaching or, you know, whatever they're doing. So it's kind of neat. So when, when I go to events nowadays, I, I don't really care so much about the content. I have to tell and watch it. Uh, it's more like a big family reunion, right? Cause you see these people you would never otherwise see, right? So it's just, it's just really fun thing. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this, this COVID uh, nonsense to be over so we can get back to uh, meeting people and hanging out and having a good time again. Yeah, great. And I, I really looking forward to to get like all the things together. I mean, in the case of the conferences and our meetups, because right now, like everyone sits like for, for real yeah. uh, for a year and a while. So yeah, I think that that will be cool. And uh, uh, I'm waiting for that. And uh, if we will speak more about the uh, exactly the PR and marketing. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. uh, how did you get this idea Uh, to get into it? I mean, uh, when you get this idea on creating the PR reach, for example? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. And like most things in life, it's just sort of a chain of events that you, you don't necessarily know where it's going. Just one thing happens after another. PR reach was actually created by a friend of mine and, well, and my partner, Norm, named Rob Burns. And he started around, I'd say around 2014. And it was the world's first video press release company. So it was kind of like this novel idea where you shoot these videos and it makes it look like a real newscast. And it goes out there. It was good for SEO. It was good for building authority, all kinds of stuff. And that was cool. Uh, and Rob, you know, he's, uh, you know, no offense to Rob. I love him, love him to death. But he, he, uh, He's, he, he bounces along to, to he, you know, he's very uh, interested in, in you know, jumping from one thing to another. He's always got the next good idea and he's off and he kind of let PR reach slip a little bit and, and kind of, you know, drift off. And he approached Norm about maybe buying it. And, and Norm said, sure. And then Norm asked me to come and join him uh, as one of the owners. So, and that's great. So it really was started off as this video press release company, but I had also used press releases ever since my early Amazon selling days. And that was kind of one of my secret weapons that a lot of people didn't know. People don't understand how to utilize them. Anyways, one thing led to another because at the end of the day, or, or, or press releases are really just a form of content. Now Google treats them uh, as a very specific form of content, unlike a blog post or anything else. And they can be utilized in a lot of different ways, depending on what we're trying to do. But it's content. So we started to get it writing more press releases, designing um, uh, different types of press releases, writing, you know, blogs, contents, do Amazon ranking. Then holistically, and even back in the Amazon, I remember, I remember back in 2014, 2015, when I was doing product launches or just, just doing promotions for, for Q4 or whatever, I'd have this big, long spreadsheet with all these, you know, Twitter ads and Facebook and uh, everything, everything I could imagine. I'd try and throw the kitchen sink at it. And it was obvious to us that back then, and it's just as obvious now, that outside sales and traffic, outside authority is very, very important. I think, I think they say still about 35% of traffic coming into Amazon is coming from search engines. So it's a valuable force of traffic. We all know the, the A10 update up last month, last year, uh, or you know, some people still call it the A9 latest update, or some people call it the A10. At the end of last summer, Amazon um, now puts more weight and emphasis than ever on that outside sales traffic and backlinks. And that's what we really focus on. It can really, really help your Amazon listing. And of course, it builds a holistic brand. And that's what we're really about. 
I tell you, I, I mean, I know so many people selling the Amazon space. I mean, I know guys are doing like 10 million a month. The funny thing is, no matter how small or how big they are, I'd say 90% of them, at least, maybe more, Amazon was literally their first business they ever had. They never dealt with a physical retail store. They weren't doing other stuff. So they kind of live just in this Amazon ecosystem and they don't do anything else. Yeah, sure. They run some Facebook ads or, you know, they have some outside involvement. Sure. But for the most part, they don't understand public relations. They don't understand earned media and this, the power of the marketing whether you're driving the links back to Amazon, your Shopify store, whether you're trying to get into physical retail or walmart.com, whatever you're trying to do, all that plays a part in building a real brand. And my big thing is not just being stuck as an Amazon brand, a no-name Amazon brand, nobody cares about, you get pulled down, suspended tomorrow, nobody cares, nobody knows, your business is gone, you don't have the customer information, you have to build the diversity. But the problem most sellers have is, okay, they decide to start a Shopify store, wonderful. They spend all this time, they start a Shopify store and nothing happens. They get the odd order here and there. And it's like, oh my gosh, you got to go where your bread and butter is. You got to go back to Amazon. So you sheepishly go back there. And the secret is, is to build that online authority and presence, then start your Shopify or do it simultaneously. But, but those will grow in conjunction. And as you do that, you'll build a real brand. And as you build a real brand, you get all the benefits. Yeah, you get the sales and traffic and uh, reviews, but you're also building a list for yourself. You're also going to have a higher conversion rate. You can charge higher prices. You're going to sell your business for more multiples. There's so many good reasons to build a sell. Never mind the diversity. I mean, if you can get 20% of your income off Shopify and another 8% off Walmart and, you know, 15% off, you know, physical, wonderful. It doesn't matter. You get pulled down off Amazon. It sucks. So right now we speak, yeah. yeah, right now we speak more about like the diversity in this way. Yeah, how to find like another way to be promoted, how to start working yeah. on that. Uh, and uh, Shane, I would be glad to know more about your secret weapon that you have mentioned. Yeah, because we uh, knew a lot of things about that. Uh, now a lot of people use. Uh, the PPC, for example, inside the Amazon, because they could see the uh, like eras, for example, right now, like today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they could use uh, the uh, Google ads, Facebook ads, all other things like non-Amazon mm -hmm. traffic, and uh, also to get that uh, on Amazon just to see how like all these attributions will work. Yeah, so Amazon right now provide us with all these tools, but. Mm -hmm. I, I I really a big fan of your main topic on this uh, secret weapon as the like uh, PR yeah for for these yeah. Amazon sellers because they don't understand uh, they understand that they would like to create a brand they understand what they will get like then but they stop on the main first step on creating yeah. all these press releases for example yeah it's. You, 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 uh, we could understand that it could be easy, yeah, but that could be that should be your strategy. So, how to get like into uh, this topic? How to get started on this way? How to uh, start believing, yeah, that that will work for you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then that's a really good question. I think it's really common, especially with up and coming sellers. You know, most people, especially if you're new, are are more concerned about tactics. Like, oh my gosh, I need to increase sales tomorrow. We take a longer term view. I mean, if you're going to build a real brand, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to have that long term vision. Say, okay, in five years, I'm going to sell this brand and here's my target. Great, wonderful. 
So you need to start building that foundation. And it can happen in a lot of ways. And I don't think we have one secret weapon. We have a lot of weapons that can be used on their own or they can be used in conjunction with each other. But having that, a strong Amazon listing is, is number one. You know, you can't have a garbage product. You have to have a decent product. You have to be uh, in the right price range. You have to have great image, good conversion rate. Once you've got something to work with, okay, now let's start to spend some money on this authority and promotion and marketing. We've got so many things and, and depending what size of seller. So when we're talking about public relations and earned media, for example, that's not something for a new seller. If, if you're just hitting 20 grand a month or 50, it's probably not for you because you're not quite right. You probably don't have the cash flow for that yet. That's okay. You, we can build up to that. There's things we can do in the meantime. Because with earned media, we're getting you into magazines and websites and gift guides and television and radio, like, like you name it, depending on the brand, whatever's appropriate. That's when you want to start, you want to take your brand and become like a household name. It's a lot easier to get into physical retail stores, into Costco or Walmart or, or Lowe's Hardware. When you've got that brand name behind you, if you go into Google and you type the brand name in, and man, you are everywhere. Every month you dominate the media. That's what that's for. So guys who are maybe doing hundred grand a month or above, that's probably perfect for. Wonderful. Now for the smaller guys, we've got things, we can start with just basic press releases. Again, you have to have that long-term mindset. Everything we do practically, I'd say with, with, with PR media, with very few exceptions, consistency, consistency. Don't expect things, just like you wouldn't do one blog post or take out one Amazon ad or, or, or Facebook ad and expect it to change your business overnight. Of course not. Get into one gift guide. Is it going to change your business? No. Maybe I'll get you into a wire cutter or something. A big, and Maybe you will get 2,000 sales over the next two. Okay, great. That can happen. But for the most part, you have to have that long-term vision where this is all cumulative. We can do things like press releases and we can pump out. 20 in a month, you know, whatever you want, depending on what you're trying to do. But one of the things I think that I wanted to talk to you about that is, is a, a great sort of secret weapon. And, and the reason why is because it's so bloody hard to do on your own. It just takes so much time and resources that I've done it. So we, we've got a simplified process and it, it, it's appropriate for any size seller is gift guides. So we, we do a thing where our clients, every single month, we pitch up to 50 different gift guides in influencers or out, outreach. We do this outreach. And we just get them published. Maybe one month we get two published. Another month we get eight. Another month we get three. Another month, 12. Cumulatively. And we do this for six months. <clears throat> every single one of those gift guides isn't going to necessarily blow up your business. Some of them are micro-influencers. They might only have 800 followers, but very engaged audience. Mm-hmm. Some are bigger ones. You just have to keep at it. Keep at it. But here's our secret twist to anything we do, whether you're doing content, well, let's say you're pumping out tons of social media or you're writing two blogs a week and putting on wonderful, just like with gift guides or any PR or earned media we get you, we repurpose that and we reuse it. If I get you into an article in Martha Stewart Living Magazine, or you get into a, a, a gift guide or you put out a, a blog you need to make sure you're repurposing that content. You need to put it in your emails. You need to share it on your social media, use it in your advertising, newsletter, anywhere you can. And what we do, 
According to that, uh, how could we, for example, measure how good uh, these uh, gift guys working? Yeah, how, what is the main metrics, for example, that we could follow, or maybe uh, the analytics that we could put inside of it? Yeah, I, I mean, just, there's different things to ways to approach this. So sometimes with with these different gift guides, you you'll, you can give a different coupon, you five percent off here, ten percent off there, just so you can track the sales from them. That's that's one way to do it. It can get a little cumbersome to do that, or you just look for the rankings boost once they're published. Hey, if we if we publish, you know, two over a week, and boom, you know, you get an extra twenty sales a day. Okay, it probably had something to do with that. Uh, for the most part, though, and uh, I've seen. I've seen the entire spectrum. I've, and I'll tell you some personal stories in a second. But you know, for instance, we had, we had a, a longtime client. We had this incredible gift guide that got over, I think it was like over over a hundred million impressions, or I mean, maybe not that many. It was in the millions. There was a lot of impressions. There wasn't one sale, not one sale. It just didn't resonate with the audience at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. especially now, I've noticed something in the last two years. There's so much political, economic things going on. People are very, very distracted from traditional media. So what you have to do is you have to keep at it, keep at it. We've had gift guides go out that have really small audiences and boom, their sales went through the roof. Very engaged audience. The point is, and the the whole point behind the gift guide is like, is we're not just, you know, doing one gift guide for the whole year and saying, well, there you go. Hopefully that works for you. Boom. Every month, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, however many we can get. Boom, boom, boom. And I treat it a lot like advertising. Some gift guides, you might not get many sales. That's okay. It's exposure. It's exposure. It's like advertising, repetitive, repetitive. Other gift guides are going to do fantastic. Over time, that will cumulatively uh, rise the tide for your sales. So, for instance, that, that example I said where we had uh, however million impressions and not one sale. Okay. that's They don't care because we have their sales up over 85% since last year. The only thing they're doing is PR and earned media with us, primarily gift guides. Yeah. So we don't, we don't ever try and measure just each one. We just look at that cumulative effect. And that's why our contract is six months. Because if you're looking for us to turn things around in a month, probably not going to happen. That's unrealistic. We probably don't want you as a client. We want that long-term vision. Let us work on it. Let us work on it. And it will start to produce. We, we have like some similar things inside the Amazon. I mean that uh, we have, for example, a sponsor brands campaigns that yeah. uh, you could like every time invest on it and uh, you will you will get some sales, of course, for some of your products. You could uh, somehow get some reports and to see what sales you exactly get. Yeah, uh, what what clicks and impressions did you right now uh, convert it into the sales? And uh, but for the the main thing that you are working with here and with these campaigns is you're like building a brand of partners uh, inside the Amazon and if you use like the DSP outside of the, of the mm-hmm. Amazon. So here's like the same thing and uh, one of the ways how you could also build a brand awareness using these gift guides. And I absolutely understand that these gift guides could work for different kind of products. I mean, yes, you, you could try to, or, or you have some specific products that absolutely you should use uh, for the gift guides. Do you have any, maybe some specific tips about that? Uh, not really, because, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you sell kitchen products, we're not going to be looking at gift guides for people who fix cars, right? We're, we're, we're going to, um, uh, try to stay within your niche. Right. 
Now, the thing with our gift guides and the reason why we're so effective at it is most of the gift guides we're working with are people we've already worked with in the past. We've mm-hmm. got good relations. We know they've got an engaged audience. We know they've got traffic. We've had success with them in the past. You know, in when, when, when I used to do this on my own, oh my gosh, I remember sitting in a coffee shop and I had this ridiculous spreadsheet and I went out there on my own. I was trying to look for uh, you know gift guides from magazines and bloggers. I was using influencer sites like Tom. I was trying to find everything I could to try and find all these crazy gift guides. Okay, so I built this huge giant list. I had like 90 something names on there. It took me hours and hours and hours, maybe even days to do. And then I started emailing them. So I created a template. I tried to personalize each one a little bit. That was another few days of work. And I sent out all these emails. I got two responses, two. And none of them worked out anyways, because they wanted, oh, you know, they wanted too much money. I, I can't remember what it was. It was ridiculous. We started haggling over price and I ended up not doing it. It's an enormous amount of time, but you're also taking a chance because if you go to an influencer site like Thomason or, or there's so many yeah. out there now, and you look at someone and say, oh, hey, they've got a following of you know 25,000 people. Are they real? What's their real engagement? Are they fake followers? I don't know. I, I, Jeff, you, have, you have to go through that and figure it out. Will your product really resonate with their audience? I don't know. You, you got to try it out. Then you got to deal with them and talk and haggle and they want price. It, it just turned into a, it was, it was a nightmare. Now, obviously, if I had a brain in my head at the time, I would have used a VA to do it. It still would have failed miserably, but you know, I would have at least saved my own time and spent some money. So that's where, where we've, I mean, obviously, that's all we do day in and day out is we pitch media, typically journalists and television and things like that. We've got the relations, but you know, we're sort of pros at it. That's what we do. So we've got a really good rate. So even you come to me with a brand new product that, oh my gosh, this is the craziest product ever. There's, there's no category. It's new. We have to go out there and find people that would be interested in this. Mm-hmm. We're pretty good at pitching products. So that's why I'd say we've got about a 20 to 30% placement rate. If uh, out of those 50, we'll, we'll, we'll pitch each month. If we can get them the information in time, they cut off time for their gift guide. The other thing about this that is very, very important, uh, and I don't want to forget, same with our earned media. You come to me and you say, oh my gosh, Shane, um, I've got this product and it's been my dream ever since I was a kid to be in Better Homes and Garden magazine or something. Oh, okay, fine. That's great. You know, we've got our contacts there. We'll start pitching it. But if you want to be in the physical magazine, you're at least six months out at least because they've got their printing schedule and even some websites, they've got a three month content stack. They might think you've got the greatest thing ever. But they're saying, Hey, you know what? Probably September will be able to get you in. Okay. That's fine. In the meantime, we go after the lower hang fruit, right? We work on the big promotions. Same thing with the gift guides. There's some big Q4 gift guides. We definitely want to be in, right? Because they can really generate a lot of sales while we work on those. And some of those people only do one gift guide a year. Or maybe they'll do two years where they do it quarterly. So we'll work on some of those, try to get in. In the meantime, we'll get in the smaller ones if we if we can. Just take care of low-hanging fruit to, to get some traction. We'll work on the bigger placements. Yeah, I really like this idea. In any case, you'll have to get into it and have to move from small gift guides up to another, like big and magazines. And uh, that is really cool. I really like this idea on how to work with it. And uh, uh, maybe according like according like to your experience and uh, uh, working with the different Amazon sellers, could you please mention main like three maybe uh, mistakes that they have done uh, when they start working maybe with the gift guides or generally uh, with the PR? 
Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's a really good question. I, I think number one is um, there, there's some things sellers can do. So you can use uh, like help a reporter out, Harrow, Her- I guess harrow.com. It, it's a service where three times a day you'll get an email from different influencers or journalists looking for ideas for the story or experts. Wonderful. That's a great thing. If you monitor that religiously, you can probably get a couple articles a year. It takes a lot of time, though. You need a VA. You need you need to use a VA. And same thing, like the way I, I explained how I, I failed miserably trying to create my own database. Oh, my God. It's so much work. And the problem is, is you don't know who to contact. So it feels like you really waste your time. So I think, I think just making sure that... Um, you know, you're not spinning your wheels collecting this data. Get someone else to do it, and then the quality of the email, pitching that 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 pitch email, saying, "Hey, I'm so and so. I love your stuff. This is our product. I think it would be a great fit for your magazine." Having a really personal um, email can go a long way. If you just send a template, uh, first nobody's going to respond, and even a few of those people who might be willing to respond are probably going to ignore it. And you have to expect that your email is probably going to go to the wrong place most of the time. So it's, it's a very, very slim um, chance of, of having a lot of success. Now, that's not to say you can't you know, get, get the odd placement, and, and people do. Yes. Uh, the other thing, too, is paying too much for media. Now, if you here, – here's a great story. I, I have a friend – in the UK, good friend of mine, he was thinking of coming on and joining our company to do some PR. They manufacture camping equipment, like tents and sleeping bags, stuff like that. And uh, his partner was kind of like, oh, maybe we can, maybe we can. So I was like, oh, that's fine. So in the meantime, we thought they were going to join us. We pitched a television show saying, hey, what if we had your host assemble one of your tents and have one of the audience members come up and they have a competition to see who can assemble it the fastest because the claim to fame was you could assemble it and you know, a minute and a half or something. They loved it. The producer of the show loved it. They thought that's fantastic. And we're going to donate a hundred tents to a local boys and girls uh, camping charity. Wonderful. And I went back to them and I said, Hey, I got you this incredible opportunity. Well, the guy's partner poo-pooed the idea. And he said, I don't know, because it's not exactly our target market. I said, no, no, I, I get that. But you understand the size and the scope of this opportunity, right? It doesn't cost you anything more. It's just part of our monthly fee. Like you don't have to pay for it they ended up turning it down. So I thought, okay, well, we, we pitched this producer. We can't look like idiots. So we got on the phone. We got one of the largest tent manufacturers in the world who was like, hell yeah. The value of that placement, if you phone the, the show, is $375,000 just to start. And they turned it down. But we can get these types of opportunities with PR and earned media. The point is, is a lot of times people will look and say, oh, I really want to be in Cosmo magazine or nature or, or, or whatever, or, or on this website. Ah, man, sometimes they can charge an arm and a leg. And the problem is, is you don't know if that's going to convert. Maybe you can get your product into Wired or TechCrunch or, or, or a magazine. Is it worth the cost? Is it going to convert? Is it your real demographic? Mm-hmm. Is the offer good enough? I don't know. But at least this way, we can get these placements. And some of them aren't going to work out that great. Some of them are going to kill it. Um, but you get that opportunity to really explore those things. And when you do it on your own, um, people expect too much because they, they work hard or they pay a lot of money to get one placement. If it doesn't do as well as they, as they expected, oh, man, it's, it's, a, it's a bitter pill to swallow. 
let's speak more about you. I know that uh, you spend a lot of time around the Amazon, uh, but uh, if we, uh, could you please recommend us, uh, for example, a book or uh, a podcast or film that, that could be useful for, for our audience? It doesn't mean that it's about the e-commerce. It could be general. Sure, sure. <laughs> Well, there, there's, there's a book I like to read, you know, once every couple of years, I'll read it. I really like it. I think, I think it's uh, written by Olson. It's called The Slight Edge. I don't know if you've read that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a great book. And every time I reread it, I'm like, oh man, why am I not doing that? You know, it's it just those, those little things, cumulative. Right. And, I, and I like that because that's sort of what we do. It's, it's all these cumulative things at the end of a year, two, three years, it adds up to a lot. But if you, do, if you have that short-term vision, you just don't see it. You don't see it. You have yeah. to have that, that long-term vision. Um, I'm also a huge fan of history and I, and I love reading about history and, um, and, and nonfiction. I just finished a book called The Endurance. It's about Shackleton's voyage to the South Pole and what those guys went through and how they survived. It's, it's just, I, I, I just can't put books like that down. So, uh, so there, there's two books. Um, wow. And you know, there's also a show I, I watch probably once or twice a year and you can watch it on YouTube for free. I don't know if you know who Dr. Wayne Dyer is. He died a, a few years ago. He's got uh, a show called the shift mm-hmm. and it's just this wonderful, gentle uh, movie about just your attitude and your perception. And it just, whenever I watch it, I just feel good. So I'm always, I always recommend people, Hey, just watch this, just lay in bed tonight, watch this. And, and you're just going to feel good. And uh, that's a nice thing. And, and people well, usually come back and say, thanks. Yeah. Great. Great. I uh, will add it. And I, I hope that I will also come back and uh, tell you, thank you about this shift. For example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, if we speak about the Amazon, uh, what trends do you see for the next year? Well, that's a good question. You know, obviously last year threw a monkey wrench into everything. Um, But for me, I don't think it changes too much. And in fact, I think maybe it uh, accelerates some of the things I talked about before. I've always been a big proponent of not relying only on Amazon. I mean, it's it's just common sense. But more than ever, you know, last year we saw these inventory limitations and all kinds of, you know, the bots crawling and pulling down listings that had nothing to do with PPE uh, equipment and it just, just sheer nonsense happening. Uh, and it was ruining people's lives and relying on Amazon, just expect more of the same. You know, why would you put all your eggs in that basket? It's about building your own audience building brand authority. It doesn't, it doesn't mean we abandoned Amazon. Like everyone, I've got that same love-hate relationship with them. They're wonderful and I hate them at the same time. You know, we'll, we'll use them, we'll leverage them, we'll maximize them, but at the same time, we'll build something real uh, for ourselves and for our business. And when we go to resell our business, it'll be worth a lot more. It's easier to get into physical retail. Like there's, there's just so many benefits to building a brand. And I think if last year showed us anything, it's, it's just keep building even, and, and even if you're doing all this off Amazon stuff and doing content and press releases and gift guides and whatever you're doing, even if you're driving all those links back to Amazon, that's okay. That is okay. Even though you're still relying on Amazon as your, as your engine, your, uh, or, or your, your conversion, your sales, 
you're building a brand presence. So at any time, you can, when you're ready, you can start to divert that traffic. And you're, you're, if you have a Shopify site, you will naturally start to get more people signing up for your, your newsletter or a deal, or it would, you've got some type of a lead magnet or something. You will start to build an audience, even though you're not really directing traffic there that much because you're naturally going to start showing up in Google searches and uh, different placements, whatever. So I, I, that, that would be my advice. More so than ever, don't just rely on Amazon. Uh, you're, you're playing a dangerous game. Great. I, I'm glad that we have come back into the diversity. And uh, I also think that that, that could be a point, uh, a point for your next growth. And uh, the last question for today, uh, who should be the next guest uh, for the Dr. Amazon podcast? Um, that's a good question. Um Uh, so we're talking real people or historical figures like Mark Twain or something? <laughs> uh, somebody who we could invite right now. For <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, and I, this is a, a little bit selfish of me. Uh, so I, I apologize for that. <laughs> what my partner, Norm, Norm Farrar, I love him. I don't know if you've had him on before. I, th I think you know who he is. Yes, of course. The reason why I love being Norm's partner is... Um, He has done so much since the 90s. Like there's literally nothing the guy has not done in business. Contact manufacturing, branding, packaging companies. He's, he's, he's just this wealth of knowledge. You can sit down and talk about anything. It's really cool. I, I, I just, I always enjoy our conversations and I, I'm very blessed that he's, he, I, I, I get to work with him all the time because he, he is a really a fountain of knowledge. Don't tell him I said that. I don't want his head to get swollen any more than it already is, but But I think that'd be a great choice. And he's got a couple of great podcasts too, which are always fun. Uh, they're not right. always uh, Amazon focused or focus on other things too. A lot of a lot of cool cats show up on on that podcast. I guess I guess yes, we had Norm, uh, and uh, yeah. I think that the uh, other thing that we will do, uh, we will take you like both on our podcast uh, for discussing like these uh, topics on like uh, like th three sides. You know, that could be really cool to 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 hear and uh, to be a part of this conversation. Sounds Thank good. you so much, Shane. Uh, that that was awesome. I really like your idea, uh, your thoughts about the diversity and how to work with the PR. I really, uh, I hope that all these things and advices will be helpful for our audience. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And that is all for today's Dr. Amazon episode. Do not miss our future arrivals with the new hot topics. Press the like button, leave us a comment below and don't forget to subscribe. We will come back to you shortly.